Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 122, and I am your lovely host and lovely podcast, lovely commander, lovely Joseph Martin. Uh, and I am also joined by... Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski. I write things sometimes. Also, social media. Yay. <coughs> Hi, I'm James oh, Foster, no. and I'm dying. Uh, <coughs> Um, and hooray, it's the podcast, and you know what happened recently? James didn't die, so we're happy about that. <laughs> but also, E3 happened, and if you want to know great E3 news, um, we're gonna try not to saturate the podcast with E3 stuff, because it has been a while, but if you, since the show, and you've probably heard a lot about it, but, uh, if you are still interested, you should go into GameCola.net, our actual internet website, and we've got, uh, three really good articles that are, uh, comprehensive wrap-ups of some of the bigger conferences but i wanted to start out with a uh very uh you know general but still i'm sure very accurate overview from our <laughs> uh, staff's probably greatest e3 expert uh, anna bernarski who followed every uh conference to every detail and um is now going to tell us everything that happened in e3 in a very succinct but yet also very accurate and precise manner Go ahead, the floor is yours. I'm dying. <laughs> um, everyone was disappointed in EA, I think, still? Everyone's always disappointed in EA. EA does nothing but cause disappointment. That's what I thought. Okay, good. Everyone was disappointed in EA. Uh, I think a few things that... I think, like, they showed some more indie games that, that they're, like, publishing? They showed two, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, people were like, oh, that's cool, but every but everything else, they were just like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> oh, they also were saying that in the new Assassin's Creed game that, uh, it's the first time that's you'll be able EA. to that's play That's not EA. That's not EA, Or no, James. that's, oh, well, God. <laughs> You're getting Shut out that of out. I can't, I can't, I, like, I, my knowledge of E3 is all jumbled now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, compared to Anna, I mean, nobody knows E3. We, we know nothing. So. I'm the expert here, obviously. Um, okay, so, uh, Xbox, can't remember anything that happened with Xbox. Uh, Xbox, Xbox, nothing, nothing exclusive except, uh, like, the, well, uh, the new Halo games. Cool. Alright, Halo's <laughs> coming back. Mr. Halo is coming back. Um, yep. Why can't Halo crawl? <laughs> Why can't Halo crawl? I expected an answer. Oh, I don't know. It's a question. I can't. It's a you, mystery you, unknown to I the ages. I can't answer a negative. <laughs> um... Sony, uh, um, uh, everything is lesbians. Uh, <laughs> that was and, what and I got out of this. Sony hates Fortnite. <laughs> and Sony hates Fortnite. Uh, yes, uh, I actually that was not news I got from the internet. That was actually news I got from my boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three happened. Uh, Ubisoft or was it Ubisoft? Everything was lesbians. Yeah, I, I don't know, but was Ubisoft it both? had. I think Ubisoft Sony was the one with like a bunch Kingdom of post-apocalyptic like, survival games. Mm -hmm. Somebody oh, yeah. had a bunch of post-apocalypse... No, that might have been Microsoft as well. But, and then Ubisoft said that, oh, oh, in the new Assassin's Creed game, oh, this is the first time you're able to play as a female character. Except and that's they did about that, like, three games time. ago. Except it's also they, not except true. Except that it. was a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I know. In and the, it's in like... Previous game. Yeah, no, but it's like, isn't it like you choose which one? Yeah. Like, it didn't, couldn't you do that earlier, too? Yeah, exactly. Yes. There was, like, I can't remember what game it was, but a couple it was titles like ago, the one with you the, twins. the exact same thing. And they were like, and oh, this is the first now. time ever. 
I think everyone forgot about that because until you brought it up, I definitely forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot about it too, to be I honest. I forget. I don't play Assassin's Creed, so that's also why. Neither do I. Um, that's just the one thing I know about it, is that they, they said that they did this for the first time, and I just so happen to know that that isn't true. <laughs> All Kingdom Hearts 3 for Sony. I'm pretty sure that's all Sony had. Uh... <laughs> and and the one guy, I think the one guy just standing, like, playing on, like, a, a whistle or ocarina for, like, ten minutes. I still don't believe that's I, real, but I guess no, it is. No, I, I don't remember who it was. I just remember that there was, like, it was to promote the background music for one of these games. Oh. Like, they had the person who performed the background music. It was, like, some, it's kind of like a tribal sort of soundtrack to it. Like, very, lots of, lots of wind instruments, like, very simple wind instruments, like flutes and other stuff and, you know, basic drums. And, and they just had some guy playing a flute or, like, similar instrument for, like, five, ten minutes or so, just <laughs> on the stage, and just, they had, like, nothing going on it otherwise. Okay, so we got Bethesda and Nintendo left. Bethesda, um, the new Elder Scrolls game and the new Fallout game. Uh, I saw, uh, I know nothing about uh, either of these things. Um, I just didn't like... I just didn't like Skyrim very much. Did they all talk about uh, Fallout 76 or whatever? They talked they, about Fallout 76 a lot. They did not talk about the new Elder Scrolls game. They just showed a picture. Yeah, they showed a picture. They are like, here's this. And it's like, what? <laughs> um, no. Uh, <laughs> Fallout 76. I, yeah, that's the thing, I guess. Uh, it's in West Virginia. It's Yeah, it's in West Virginia. Yes, I know. <laughs> and on, on the internet. It's on the internet, right? You can go to people's uh, shelters? Question mark? Uh, you or can, towns? Everyone, everyone's on the internet at the same time. But, like, yeah. it's, like, gr you're grouped up into, like, different servers just sort of randomly. So, like, you're only ever oh, playing okay. with, like, okay, okay, a yeah. couple dozen people. Um, But, like, you're all on the same, like, map and interacting with each other in some sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely saw uh, Justin McElroy post about it several times. <laughs> um, I was just like, okay, it's in West Virginia. Okay, it's in West Okay, it's in West Virginia. Cool. Uh, but, uh, West Virginia is beautiful. My aunt lives there. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not making fun of it. Uh, Nintendo I mean, is all Smash exclusive Bros. piece of information. <laughs> um, 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 Nintendo. Smash Brothers. All Smash Brothers. And then a bunch of other games came out. Like, but, uh, no Animal Crossing. To the chagrin of many who were making, uh, pentacles, uh, trying to summon the, uh, the, uh, Animal Crossing gods, or demons, uh, depending, uh, trying to summon them, and it didn't work. Our labors were not, uh, they were for naught, and that, that was it. Uh, my girl Zero Suit Samus is back. Uh, there are so many Smash people. There are so many of them. <laughs> there are all of them. Yep. That all is, of that them. Is Daisy's coming to Smash. That's pretty cool. I like Daisy. Uh, uh, Hi, I'm Daisy. Hi, I'm Daisy. Um, it's Diana. Uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, uh, I, I was watching it at work, like I shouldn't be, but I did anyway because I was bored. And, uh, as soon as I went to help my, uh, coworker with something, I was just like, okay, so do you know anything about, like, do you follow Nintendo at all? She's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really expect that to be, I, I didn't expect you to, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm like, it's like, they just had this huge reveal about a bunch of stuff, and, and all she said was, well, congratulations. I was like, all right, thanks. Congratulations. You did it, Anna. You did it. E3 happened because of you. E3. All right. Yay, we finished E3. <laughs> Yay, E3. Also, um, I guess, uh, it's, 
did anything else happen? Are we good? We talked about Smash. The only important thing is that uh, um, Xerxes Samus is still. Yeah. The only important thing is there's no <laughs> Luigi, and that's that's the so Why? <laughs> because when? From here. We'll probably talk about Smash a lot more just over the course of the podcast, um, just because it's such a high-profile thing. Um, Brancliff and I were going at it about uh, Ridley, which is also the other big thing. They added Ridley. Oh my Smash. god, I forgot about Ridley. <laughs> hey, um, you know what this means? We need to read that. Uh, we need to read more of that Smash do, Bros. fanfic. We can do a machinima. Of we it. need to. We need to read more of the Smash Bros. fanfic, and then Joe can be Ridley. Yes. Um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, it, again, uh, the end. Happy, happy E3, everyone. Yep. Two weeks late. If you want us to talk uh, anything more about any new releases that came out on E3 or just new information or anything at all, you know, you can email us and we can talk about it on future podcasts. But I think that's enough E3 talk to, to get us started, unless anybody else had something that they wanted to mention. I just want Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I I wonder what they're gonna do with it on the the Switch. I wonder what they're gonna add to it to well, make so, it a Switch or an authentic Switch game. So let's let's for people who aren't familiar with Animal Crossing, which I don't know if there's anybody like that on this podcast who doesn't know something about. They'd be very silly if they didn't know anything about Animal Crossing and mm. say hosted a video game podcast where you talk <laughs> about video games. But for those who aren't like for who who are like that but definitely aren't me, um <laughs> what what's can we let's go over the sort of recent history of Animal Crossing. So like the there was the Wii one, right? That was the last like console one, right? The last console one was for the Wii. The last one that I mean, came it's out. It's not was exactly a console series, mind you. It's, it <laughs> the okay the first it's game it's like half and half yeah it is it's yeah. 50-50 the first game was on technically it was on N64 but that was only in Japan the first yes. official animal crossing game was on GameCube the second one was on DS third one was then on the Wii. Wii and then the the fourth one and the, the the latest one is on 3DS the latest one is technically on the phone but that's not great. That's that's. Not I'm sorry, really... Nintendo, but you tried and it didn't work out well. At least not for me. I don't like it. Uh, well, technically, if you count Happy Home Developer as a as an Animal Crossing game, Happy then Home technically Designer. it's a major. The majority of the games are portable. Technically, yeah. I personally think Animal Crossing works better at, on a portable. System. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So definitely. really, I I think it's the Switch is kind of the perfect system to have this kind of game on is because, hey, guess what? If you want to play it portable, which is kind of a, a really nice way to play it, there you go. If you yeah. just want to play it like a traditional or, or like more classic Animal Crossing game on console, there you go too. Yeah. So, but, so um, what, it's, it's, um, yeah, what's the game like it's for people who don't know? Life simulator for kids, uh, kind of. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's like the... It's yeah. It is kind of like it's ba life simulator is the only thing it really life simulator slash a fetch quest that never actually ends. Yeah, you're just you just do uh you just fetch things for people. You pay off your house. <laughs> yeah, you pay off your house and then you upgrade your house and then you pay it off again and then rinse yeah. and repeat that and then you also just hang out with with townspeople who are all animals but you're not interact with your townspeople who uh, every now and then they they leave and new ones come in yeah it's not that deep if i'm honest 
it's it's mostly that's why I said it's better. I, I personally think it's better as a portable game because really it's just it's a nice game to play, but you would have a hard time playing that for more than two or three hours uh, on end. Like that that's hard. It, it it is very much a game where you play it for like one hour every day because there's not much more to do than that every day because mm-hmm. every in-game day uh, a bunch of the you know a bunch of stuff kind of resets and like starts over it's like you know the the store restocks every in er, not every in-game day but every real world day the store restocks and uh, all of this other stuff right like one of the big appeals or maybe not appeals necessarily but one of the big like mechanics of it is that it the time is real time like yeah it's all it happening night. in real time and yep. the days, right? Like, yes. what the yep. seasons happen in real time, and yeah, and so every every real world day that passes, uh, just you know, you get new stuff in the store, you get new stuff to buy, you get new designs that you can look at, and potentially you could have somebody new move into your town, or you could have somebody move away. What's the fiction like for, like, oh, I couldn't play Animal Crossing today? Like, in the fiction of the game, do you just, like, stay, sleep in your house for an entire day? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you are just asleep in your bed for an entire day. And then, like, you're all, of, and if you stay away for too long and you talk to your neighbors, like, if you go more than, like, a week, all of your neighbors wow, start to get, like, worried about for... you. for, it tells you how many days sometimes. Yeah, like, like if you talk to the people after you've been absent for a certain number of days, they'll, like, say, oh, dude, where have you been? It's been, like, two months or something, oh, and no. they'll be like, I was I really need... worried you'd gone. I need to, I should probably check on my, my phone. <laughs> it's, it's been a <laughs> hot minute, and by a hot minute, I mean probably over a year. <laughs> and that that one because the in the the most recent one the 3ds one like you're also the mayor of the town right yep. so, yeah like, there's a little Poor more Isabel has been taking care of my town for me she doesn't get paid enough to do that <laughs> i'm sure so like in the game like most of the gameplay isn't it just like you you go or you there's i think a little bit of like collecting like going around to trees or fishing or something but a lot mm-hmm. of it is just like doing things for people yeah fishing collecting fossils uh collecting bugs uh participating in seasonal events and then talking to your neighbors and, be- and then being like hey get me an apple and you're like okay so you get them an apple and then they may or may not give you something in re- they 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 yeah. give you something in return um, but sometimes it's stuff you don't want, so you just go and sell that. But, um, I'm trying to think of what else. You go shopping. You can make clothes. Mm-hmm. That's what I spent most of my time doing, making fancy stuff. So, like, what would be, like, the really big appeal? Like, I know, like, with the Switch, right? So, like, I know that, yes, it would be portable, and it would have HD Switch graphics as opposed to weird pixely 3ds graphics but like what would the idea what would like bringing the series to switch mean from like a gameplay standpoint like is there something like yeah with the switch now they can do this thing honestly i can't think of anything that would like i guess there's like town like visiting and stuff like that right like yeah that's yeah that's definitely a thing that worked and i think with the switch like if you bring it around you could do like you could probably do internet connecting, or you could do local yeah. connecting with two people bring their switches with Animal Crossing. You can do stuff in their town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the 3DS game, they had something like you could visit somebody's town, like you're in a 
you're in a dream, quote unquote. So you so you're like visiting someone you don't know at all. Like it's just some random person you visit. You can't take stuff from them. Like you can if you're visiting someone you know. Like if I went and visited like your town, I could steal your stuff and then well not all of it, but like like stuff in like stuff outside, not stuff in your house. But I could take like flowers and stuff and then go back and have them I think. Yeah, that's true. That was that was something that's another reason why I think uh the the portable versions are just kind of better for that cuz it's like you could actually go to other people's towns and stuff. But um with the dream towns you can't take anything. I feel like they could expand on that, but um that would also be really weird to just have someone random pop up in your farm and be like, who? The farm? <laughs> it's not Stardew Valley. This isn't Stardew Valley. You're a town and just be like, I'm taking your stuff. <laughs> Peace out. That's the thing is that like people new to Animal Crossing, I, I, I wonder if they will be like comparing it to Stardew Valley if they, yeah. if they start playing it. Because I feel like Animal Crossing is, isn't Animal Crossing, this is a, a legitimate question because I've played neither series of games, but it has always been my understanding that Stardew Valley is a combination of Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing. Not Kinda. necessarily an equal combination, but yeah. like something no, like yeah, it, that. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, it, it, it has some similarities. I know there's a lot of mechanics similarities in Harvest Moon. Mm -hmm. I was watching uh, Coley uh, stream, and she was playing Harvest Moon, and like the mining section was like, "Oh yes, that's just that's very clearly like redesigned using the Harvest Moon style of mining as a basis." Yeah, animal crossing. So yeah, animal we crossing. Animal, animal crossing. crossing. Animal crossing. Animal crossing. What else? Like. Do you guys have anything that you were kind of, like, looking forward to that didn't get announced at all? I don't know if they really discussed any about the, uh, the Bowser's Inside Story remaster, but... I don't think they did at all. Yeah, because they announced that at least a while back, like a month yeah. or two, and I have just kind of been, you know, I mean, as I've probably stated many, many times, that is my favorite game in the series, and... I, I, I kind of just want to see more of it because right now I really don't know how to feel about it necessarily. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to find a reason to be hyped or, you know, hopefully not a reason to be disappointed. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it, if they've even said when it's going to release. I imagine they're just saving it for like the next direct though, because it's kind of like a, there's probably not a whole lot to talk about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um... What was I looking forward to? That's a good question. Oh, I guess I would have liked to know a little bit. Like, I wasn't really expecting this, but I would have liked to know a little bit more about also the new new Pokemon game. We got a lot more info on Let's Go Pikachu mm -hmm. and Eevee, which, is, which I'm glad. I am just curious as to what they're playing. And I think part of it is going to be that I think... Some of them, they're using Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee to test run some of the mechanics they're thinking about implementing for the main series games. Like, I don't think they're going to keep the current, the, the, the Pokemon Go catch mechanics. I hope not. And I can see how it's like, it's definitely like for a game series that's already been remade once. And that's also, if you're not counting Yellow as a remake. Um, because it wasn't. 
Te technically, the, the English versions of the game were more of a remake than Yellow was. Like, compared to the Japanese release on the Game Boy, that took like two, three years in between just because they had so many bugs and stuff to fix. They redid all the sprites. I just mean, I just mean like, you know, there's, there's red and blue and green, and then there's yellow, Pokemon Yellow, and then yeah. there's Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yeah. And then now there's Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. So, like... We've done we've done this a couple of times now. Yeah. Um, most people have probably played the game series at least. Most people invested in Pokemon have played the Kanto region at least twice in some capacity. Um, so I think if you're going to do something and mix up the catching and it might be bad or it might just be different but not as good, um, I think this is a good one to do it. Um, it's definitely like... It would not it wouldn't be a plus in a new game, but it's definitely a plus in this game. It gives it gives this second remake like something unique about it. Like it's not just yeah. a remake for the sake of a remake. It's a remake for the sake of hey, check out these different slash new mechanics that we haven't ever used in a real mainstream poker mm -hmm. or mainline Pokemon game. What do you think? And there were some other there were some other new features aside from the catching. Like I don't remember what there were, but so there was the Pokemon were in the wild grass, but like you could see them um, instead of just like wild battles. Which I don't know. Depending on how that's done, I could I could see preferring that. It's sort of because you can make a grinding easier because you can target things. You can still make it difficult enough to you like make it so you can't just dodge everything because you can just put them close enough together like you saw at the end of viridian forest that they showed off that like there were parts where it's like yeah even though you can see them like you can't just avoid everything yeah because the end of viridian forest is just like a really narrow long narrow path. yeah so so it wouldn't like necessarily do that but also like i feel like it would prevent like oh i took a step and I battle a Pokemon, and oh, I took another step and battled a Pokemon. Or, oh, I just ran through this whole thing of grass, like, that's two screens long, and I just happened not to run into anything. So I think, like, testing that out would be interesting. And maybe they'll mix up, like, how gyms and stuff work. But, I don't know, like, again, like, I think they might be testing out some new mechanics, and then if certain things are popular or unpopular, they will retroactively included or not included in the game design of the next main series pokemon games yeah um but i would have liked to see more a little bit more um i wonder what they're gonna call the next mainline games anyway because we've got because we went from we you know we we went with metals for the longest time or we we started out with colors then mm -hmm. we went to metals and then we stuck with metals for quite a while until so we finally went back to colors, and then we went to letters, and then we went to celestial bodies, and now we've be... gone to let's go something something. It's like what, what are we gonna go to next? They, I think a good fault. Like if if it was me, and I also had to just like name like they were like okay Joseph Martin, you're gonna name the next like five groups of Pokemon games. I think what my fallback would be would just be to name them after the legendary Pokemon associated with them. Like, so you could have... Yeah. You could, like, and because, like, 
they they're already themed around that a lot of the time right like if you look at the box it's always the version with this legendary pokemon in it right like that's the cell so like i mean obviously i think from a maybe even a marketing or just like a theming standpoint it's cleaner to have those different like you to have black and white and sun and moon and x and y and stuff like that but i think if they ever run into a situation where they're quote-unquote running out they can just fall back on pokemon you know ho-oh version and lugia version um or something like obviously not that because they i they would make hey man, up other gen new... 2 remakes i'm I, I would love another gen 2 remake I just mean that, like, if they make like a giant remake, they're just gonna call it like Gold and Silver again, Ultra Heart Gold and Ultra Silver, or something like that. Yeah, I just mean like they'll they'll use. I think they could use the Pokemon names because they're uh, since the first series, like each one has been specifically themed around a legendary Pokemon that's yeah. in the game. I just I I feel like that might all, might be yeah definitely for marketing it's probably not a great idea because it also means how are you gonna know how to spell it if you're like googling it or something yeah because those yeah, Pokemon could, names are not always the easiest to like search for when you only know how they sound mm-hmm. but I mean like it'll it'll just I I think there won't be a pattern to it also as much as there has been you know like you said like they started with colors and then gold and silver were kind of like. Those were metals. Kind of both. Right, but they were also colors. Yeah, but <laughs> like, Crystal wasn't. It, right, but then so like... That's what makes me go- think they were like precious, precious like elements or precious... Well, I think it was a it was a transition, right? So like you could say, okay, it makes sense going from red and blue and green and yellow to gold and silver because they're all colors. And then it makes sense to go from gold and silver to crystal because those are all, you know materials that cost a lot of money <laughs> but it would be weird to go from red blue and yellow to crystal yeah and then you go from crystal to but you could have gone from red blue and yeah you could have gone from red blue and green to ruby sapphire and emerald you could you could have i mean it just depended on the games that they wanted and you could have also i don't know what they came from with. gold and silver you could have gone to diamond I don't know now that you now that we're talking about this. I don't know what they would come up with first. Like for yeah, red, blue, and red, blue, and green. Very clearly, they they came up with the names sort of independent of anything that went on in the games, right? Like I think the closest thing is that oh yeah, starter Pokemon. But um, Har- uh, gold and silver. I feel like very clearly they came up with the names gold and silver before they came up with why they were called gold and silver right like i think the the legendary pokemon were sort of retroactively added to that because like ho doesn't really say anything about gold and lugia doesn't really say anything about silver yeah lugia is kind of silver but also kind of just bluish gray and ho is mostly red with some yellow on it which you could call gold so that's a loose connection. And then Suicune and Crystal is like, that doesn't, like, I guess there's a gem shaped on its head, yeah, but that's a loose that, connection. Those weren't really, yeah. But then, like, Ruby, it Sapphire, really Ruby and Emerald. Sapphire, and Emerald that really started, like, making the connection. But then, Dialga and Palkia, I don't think those guys, aside from their names, like, I, again, I feel like that's actually, like, I feel like Gold, Silver, and Crystal might have been, they might have just created the legendaries, and then they just gave them arbitrary names. 
But I feel like with Diamond and Pearl, I feel like they definitely designed the legendaries after the names. Yeah. Because like they even like they even kinda sell, you know, Diamond Dialga, Pearl, Palkia, like they're they're very similar, but they're other than their names and like maybe their general design the games you know there's not too much yeah because you could have called it pokemon like time space and yeah pokemon well but garrettina yeah Yeah, you could have i don't know if that would have uh overlapped with the uh the mystery dungeon games at that point though uh well they came out before mystery dungeon was very much into its fourth gen aesthetic I'm actually playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon um, Sky again right now, and it's very much into its... Yeah, that whole aesthetic. I mean, like, all of the important Pokemon, like, you know, you've got... Immediately, you've got Yuxi, Mistspirit, and Azelf doing important things. Dialga and Palkia both make major uh, appearances in the story. And it's and Darkrai is also an important character. And, Chris, and like, the dynamic between Darkrai and Cresselia is like something that's explored and and what was the other there was one other like big thing where i was like oh yeah this is like oh like just like some of the the major characters um feel very like oh let's make sure that we show this pokemon off in this game and like see how it interacts with the world but like time and darkness were made after like very much after gen 4 already had an identity so i don't think i think it wouldn't be much as much interfering as time and darkness noticed that there was not that there was an opening left for them and they took it i don't think they were like oh no we can't name it time because the pokemon mystery dungeon game is going to be named time i don't think that's what happened and then okay so there was diamond pearl platinum Platinum does <laughs> platinum does nothing to do with Caratina. Yeah, um, no. So that was Gen Four. Uh, Gen Five was black and white. That was definitely like that. That was planned together. Oh but, yeah, that was that was those were coordinated. That was very coordinated. I I like um, that actually. I kind of like how they did that. Um, and then X and Y. I mean, it was weird, but again, definitely. They designed the games more after the legendaries this time. I I think they came up with the names first. They didn't happen to make a bird that looked like a Y and then thought, oh, guys, yeah, I have a great oh, idea. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I have got, a great I got, idea. Uh, I got <laughs> Did you notice that we made a deer that looks like an X and a bird that looks like a Y and a weird dragon <laughs> thing that looks like a Z? Hmm. <laughs> you know what we should call the games? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's, so that's X, Y, and then they definitely were thinking about making Z, and then just didn't, because, I mean, Zygarde is just there, and, so, like... So they e- just decided to kind of, like, hey, we never got around to making Pokemon Z, so here, I just, mean, throw, just throw Zygarde, make him, like, relevant in, in Gen 7. Yeah, because they put, because, like, Zygarde clearly had, like, other stuff that, like, they wanted to do with them, sort of like how Garatina had stuff that they wanted to do, and... Reshiram and Zekrom had stuff that they wanted to do with them in the sequel games. Like, they just put, like, all of Zygarde's extra stuff in uh, Sun and Moon, which I guess, yeah, that was also court. I think they came up with the names first and then put the Pokemon to them. But, like, the whole, like, actual Sun and Moon motif isn't really that important except for the fact that they, I mean, like, there's time in the game. 
but like that's not a huge deal they definitely came up with like an idea of like oh here's two things that we can put in opposition to each other um so yeah that's the story of pokemon i just noticed going through that, that they do definitely do the red blue to green motif a lot right like first you've got red blue and green for the original games and you've got the grass fire water thing that's in all that's in obviously that's in all of them but yeah. then like with ruby sapphire and emerald you've got blue red and green with um x and y you had the blue legendary the red legendary and the green legendary i just thought that was interesting going through them it's interesting that, that uh gen one was the only game where they they focused on the they focused on the starters for like the box art and the designs and all that stuff mm -hmm. like they there were no red... Well, I mean, you had the legendary birds. Like, that would have probably been the biggest candidate because you have Moltres, Articuno, and then you have Zapdos. That actually could have been what... You know, that that could have been what they used for red, blue, and yellow. But then you don't have anything for green. So... I mean, like, they, they clearly weren't thinking very far ahead with, with that. They were just, like, naming yeah, something. Yeah, so they were choosing, they were, they were designing the, the boxes and stuff after the, the starters. Mm -hmm. Which is not something that they've done in any of the later games. I mean, aside from, you know, obviously the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, but even then, that's, they, those are just remakes of Gen 1, the only generation mm -hmm. to ever do that. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a nice little bit of synergy. Yeah, it, that is kind of nice. Man, we sure did talk about Pokemon for a while, didn't we? <laughs> Welcome back to the Game Cola Pokemon podcast. How you holding up, Anna? You alright? Pokemon? <laughs> I like Pokemon. <laughs> I haven't played a game so well, but I like Pokemon. What's your favorite Pokemon? Rhetoric that wasn't oh, a rhetorical um, question. What's your favorite Pokemon? Probably Mewtwo. Uh, it wasn't a rhetorical question. Boo. Boo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boo. So, I've always liked Swampert. That's terrible, too. I think he's neat. Swampert's pretty cool. Um, I'm always partial to the fire-type starters. I've always been partial to the fire-type starters myself, but... Same. But if we're talking about my favorite Pokemon ever, it, it has to be Mewtwo, just because, as a kid, that I, like, I really liked the the first pokemon movie just a ton mm -hmm. so that that was just kind of what left the most lasting impression on me so mewtwo is probably my favorite pokemon at the very least he's my favorite legendary did i ever tell you guys that the first time i caught mewtwo it was in a pokeball with full health you're just like the all right let's just <laughs> wing it no well i've been or trying no it knows recover like... it knows recover doesn't it yeah. So I've been trying to catch Mewtwo for, like, it. I, my brain is telling me months. It was at least multiple Ever. days, and it was probably a long time. And, like, because, again, it, like, yeah, it knew Recover, so, like, you couldn't get it down to low health and then uh, just, like, th you know, keep throwing balls at you. had to, It was, like, a struggle to, like, keep it down there and do it. And I had seen, you know, you see those things where it's like, oh, if you press, you know, uh, if you hold down and tap B really fast, that makes it more likely for you to catch the Pokemon. You know, stuff like that. I always and on the PS games, yeah. I always thought it was you had to spin the stylus in like a clockwise direction and press X a bunch. Right. So like there, you you hear all those sorts of rumors. Yeah, all those rumors. Kid. 
So one of the ones that I had heard was that if you throw a Pokeball with a Pokemon at full health and you hit A and up at like the exact same time at the exact right moment, it's an automatic capture. And I was like, I, and like at the time, like I didn't really believe it. Like it was just like, yeah, I know this is a dumb thing, but I had been doing this for so long you that just tried it. I was like, I will try anything at this point. And it worked. And I like every once in a while, <laughs> I think in my brain, did that really happen? Or is that like a story my brain made up about it? But I go back and I check and yeah, there's that Pokeball and it's Mewtwo. And you can see on my original Fire Red game that there's a, uh, there's a Pokeball there. Yep. That was how I caught, uh, that was how I caught Articuno, I think. I killed Articuno and Zapdos the first my time. My sister I killed Moltres, I and know. I will never forgive her. <laughs> I ran away from Moltres when I realized it was a legendary bird, and I was like, "Oh no, I killed the other two ones of these. I want to catch this." And then it ran, and then it disappeared. I was like, "Oh well, I guess it's gone." But then I left and came back, and it was it came back, so I caught it. So that was it the only did? legendary They're bird. They're not that supposed I had. to. Apparently, if you run away, they come back. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you right. defeat them, they don't. Yeah. My favorite Pokemon is Emolga. Emolga is... Followed by Fennekin. It's a flying It's a uh, little zappy squirrel. rat. Oh, yeah. Pikachu. Yeah, that one's cute. Little zappy rat. What's the game? Love... They came out in black and white, right? Yeah, Gen 5. Torchic and... I just really like... I remember in black and white, you could trade for an Emolga in the game, and I did that, and I got, like... I must have, like, rolled well on IVs, too, because it just, like, destroyed everything. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> one of the Elite Four in there is fighting, and I just used Emolga for all of that, and it was my strongest Pokemon by, like, 10 levels, because it had the EXP boost, too, as a traded Pokemon. And it was just like, oh, I just use Emolga yeah. on the fighting guy, and he's dead. I got... Do you guys want to hear the story of how I kind of just stopped playing Pokemon? Uh, sure. Okay. Like, for a while? So, um, three and a half years ago, I was um, I was about to beat the Pogemon champion. Which, and, which game? And, uh, uh, why? Okay. Um, uh, I was so close. I, wanted, I just wanted a frame of reference, that's why. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I forgot that I didn't even mention no, that. No, I was, I was making a joke because you said <laughs> why, and I was making a joke because it was like, you asked uh... the question why. I'm funny, I swear! Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> you're no anyway you were fighting the elite four you were fighting the elite <laughs> four mean, i'm sorry i finished i beat the elite four after a long time i, I lost to her gyarados and it was the last one she had and i this is when i still have my 2ds i just about threw it across the room i was that's how upset i was like i almost threw my 2ds across the room because i was so upset yikes yeah i know that feel and so I had to go back, and I just have not really... Like, I have Moon. I like what I've played of it. I just can't make myself play more, because I'm just so <laughs> angry still. And it's been three and a half years. Is there anyone, any of the games that you haven't played? Like, I, I haven't played Black or White 2. Like, the second ones of those. I haven't played those. But I think I've played a game out of every single set other than that. Uh, I've played Emerald, Y, and Moon. That's it. I stole I stole Emerald from my mm. from my cousin when we were younger. My my brother. It. So when I was like whatever age you would be when uh, Ruby and Sapphire came out, uh, around that age, um, my yeah. grandmother it's like two thousand three. 
my brother and I Game Boy games, and my brother opened his first, and he got Sapphire. And the thing was is that, like, in, in my family, like, there's always sort of been, like, my stuff has been, like, my stuff is red, my brother's stuff is yeah, blue. Yeah, color-coordinated stuff, yeah. yes. So that was the thing. So when my brother got the blue Pokemon game, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get the red Pokemon game as the companion to this. And instead I got Bookworm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is this really cheap, bad puzzle game that's like a <laughs> word search boggle sort of thing. Uh... And like, I was trying, I was trying to be a mature kid. I was trying to be like, thanks. Yeah. It was, I'm like the avocado kid. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Bookworm. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't, I understand. You're my grandmother. You don't necessarily keep up with this stuff. Fair enough. But it's, this seemed like a really easy, like the whole blue and red thing seemed very clear <laughs> to me. <laughs> so then later we got Emerald and my brother and I were supposed to share it. And yeah, I just, that's I just not how Pokemon it. games work. I just took No. It. We were supposed to take turns playing it. I just took no. it. That's um, not how that works. Yeah, po you can't share Pokemon games. They only have one save file. Parents, it's not possible. Parents didn't understand. Parents didn't understand. So no. I just took it. Um, I don't know if he was okay with it at the time, but he's, I've talked to him about it since, and he he says, like, yeah, that makes sense. I got to play Sapphire, and you didn't get to play Ruby. But I think at the time... <laughs> you got Bookworm. I got Bookworm. I got Bookworm. <laughs> so that was a good time. My childhood was only slightly <laughs> traumatic. <laughs> I know my grandmother does not listen to this podcast, so it's fine. But I love you my anyway, own. Grandma. Don't worry about it. What games have we been playing in recent times? The Steam Sale. Hey, you've been playing talk the about Steam that? Sale. Yo, that's my favorite game sale? of all time. Can we talk about the Steam Sale, please? Ready as I, can I hate be. all of you, dude. The Steam um, Sale is my favorite, but there's too many microtransactions. Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for a miracle? I don't know. I, I I don't get that reference. Have you not seen that video? It's a good video. You should look up Are You Ready for a Miracle Steam Summer Sale. Lovely viewing, listening audience. So it's good. good <laughs> anyway, what do you want Or wanna... you could also check out my um articles on how to spend your money. Sorry, anyway. Uh, true. <laughs> how to spend all your money on video games, part two. So how did you spend all of your money on video games this month, Anna? Okay, so for Christmas, uh, from my parents, I got a $200 Visa gift card uh, to use for gas to get to and from MAGFest um, with my uh, with my boyfriend. Because we drive there. We don't fly or anything. Um, uh, so I had $25 left. And since I couldn't get something I wanted to get off Amazon, I was just like... Uh, I, I just kind of put it in my Steam wallet. I'm like, alright, this is all I'm going to spend. That was a lie that I told myself. <laughs> I immediately bought too much. Um, uh, what I usually do, my usual routine is to go through, look at what I really think I want. If something that's pretty expensive looks pretty cheap, I'll pick it up. Um, Paul mentioned a game a while ago that he thought I might like called um, Stein, uh, Steins Gate, and I like I started it up, and I just I just decided I didn't want to I didn't want it right now. So I returned it immediately after, like, a minute of playtime. Uh, but uh, games that I bought that I actually kept, Emily is Away 2, 
uh, Silence, which is a uh, sequel to the Dalek Entertainment game that I really like. Some things I haven't gotten to play yet, uh, Four Last Things, Planescape Torment, uh, which is a D&D thing, I'm pretty sure. It sounds like a D&D thing. It, it is. It, I, Planescape is definitely a uh, setting in, like, second edition or something. Yeah. Yeah, I returned two games, and I'm really glad that I can do that, because I was never going to play some of those again. But I, I, I finished Silence, and uh, it made me upset. <laughs> That's the only game that I've actually really played. But my usual routine is to check through my my wish list. Um, uh, good games for a few people, like uh, Cam, Coley, my sister, and then my uh, sorority little sister uh, for their birthdays, because they're summer babies and why not. And it's cheap. And then I decide I don't want to play anything ever again. <laughs> I buy them and they sit there. So what's, in true, what's silence? In true Steam Silk. Um, sil- <laughs> Alright, um, so it is a sequel to a game called The Whispered World, by, uh, which came out in 2009. Silence came out seven years later. So they're steadily getting quieter. <laughs> it's getting quieter. So silence it's silence is a point and click game that they made it was definitely made so that you could play it for PS4 as well as like PC and you can tell by like kind of how it doesn't have many inventory puzzles it's more just walking around and clicking on things that's what i associate with uh point and clicks being on console am i wrong or so, what you mean uh, not more, less inventory puzzles. Oh, I see what you mean. So, like, what, well, then what's the puzzle? Like, just walking to the right place? Well, you, there are still inventory puzzles, but you don't open your inventory and use everything on everything. So how do you solve the puzzle? You don't really have an inventory. You just pick something up, and then it either highlights where you're supposed to put it, or you go over and try to use something on something. Okay. I think so you don't have, like, an inventory that you open. I see. I see. So, yeah. like, you try to interact with something, and it only works correctly if you have the item that you need in your inventory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it'll be like, all right, here's this thing, and it's like, okay, it's like, okay, it's like, all right, figure out what to do here. Uh, but it's pretty good. Um, there are some things that like weren't explained, like se- what what happened in these seven. Too quiet about it. I damn it, Joe. <laughs> the uh. There are things that weren't explained, like what the heck happened over these seven years between the game and this game, which is fine. I'm not really looking for that, but like uh, the the um, main character from the first game is in it. He has like a little sister now, and uh, the whole plot. Uh, spoiler alert: the whole plot of the Whispered World is that you are in a coma, and everything around you is not real, and you have to choose whether you're going to break this mirror and come back to the real world, or if you're just going to stay and stay here until you die. So that's also the plot of the second game, in which, uh, um, at the beginning, a bomb blows up this bunker that the main character and his sister are in. So instead of it being like both of them are in this world that is fake, it's actually just the little sister. And spoiler alert, if any, does anybody care? I don't. It's, yeah. I mean, if you care, listening audience, then you can, you know, tune out sorry. for like two minutes. Sorry, I'm ups- sorry. I'm still upset about this, and it's been almost a week since I finished it. Okay. <laughs> you have the choice to either repair this mirror and stay in silence. Which, by the way, 
I don't remember them saying the name of the world in the first game, so that them just being like, all right, this is silence. I'm like, all right, what? <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. Okay, whatever. Um, you can either repair the mirror or break it. Wait, it, repair meaning it's already broken, though? There's a there's a shard missing. Uh, there's a shard missing. So that's, you can that's, break it you're more trying than it to, already is. <laughs> yeah, you can break it more. Um, like, fully break it. Yay, property um, damage. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that in the first game, you're like trying to fight. You're trying to save the world, even though you've been told that you're going to destroy it. Oh, which makes sense because oh yeah, no, that makes perfect. You're sense. going to destroy it so you can come back to the world of the living and not just stay in this fake world that you've made uh... in your brain. But you have to find the king of the city, and it turns out there's a mirror, and su- and surprise, it's you. You're the king, kind of. Um, but that's how it is in the second game as well, and your reflection is just kind of like, you know, if you go back to the real world, your brother's dead. So you can either repair it or break the, break the mirror. I chose to break the mirror first, and it, it, it doesn't have like a save when you want feature, like I've gotten used to in most of these points of games. But, um, it did let me go back and try the other option. But, uh, the first time I broke the mirror, it came back, he is dead. It, I, I was hopeful, but you know, he's, he's dead. <laughs> And I got really upset, so I went back, did the, um, uh, repaired the mirror, and so, uh, the, the, uh, the world in her brain made, like, a version of her brother, uh, so they could be together. But at the end of the credits, at the end of the credits, he op- like, you, you're back in the real world, and he opens his eyes, and I'm like, alright, <laughs> I hate it. So wait, he, he only dies... If you don't go back, if you go back, but he doesn't die if you don't go back. I think that's what happened. I'm pretty that's, sure that's what happened. You, that's, that's cheating. You can't do that. That's not yeah, that's fair. Cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. But it's, it is, it's still a really good game. It just, it made me angry. Um, but that's, that's my Steam sale experience for 2018. James, what video, what video games did you play recently in time? Um... I, I, I've had a lot of work, and <laughs> I've also just been doing kids? visual novels. How dare you? <laughs> I just looked at the activity stuff on Steam, and it's all, like, it, it just says Captain Swag now owns ten more games, and they're, most of them are visual novels. look like yes, they're visual novels. and then I spend most of I my see... money for the Steam store. I know I'm really <laughs> contributing to Game Cola here. Just don't don't <laughs> look at what like... some of them are. Some of them were a gift from somebody. So somebody decided it would be a, a a great joke. Like somebody, like one of my roommates in college, decided it would be a great joke to gift me the entire Necopara series. Uh. So I, I have a whole uh, I, I have a whole category in Steam now called No Wait I Can Explain. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just like looking through the activity bar on my this is Steam. The same person like... who last year gifted me Honey Pop. <laughs> it's Good. not what it looks like. Yes, exactly. That's what basically like. what that section is for. It's, 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 like it's titled, so when you scroll down to it in my library, it says "No wait, I can explain." I'm going here. I imagine. Thing I imagine like in a computer, a file folder system. And, like, you click on one folder, and it's, like, it's not what it looks like. And you click through the folder, and there's just one folder in it below it. And it's titled, it's exactly what it looks like. And then you double-click it again, and then it goes to the rest of the games. (laughs) 
But yeah, uh, my entire activities thing is just James adding things, adding like visual novels to his favorites. Yes, and also <laughs> which like, isn't a bad like, thing. It's I, I, funny. The game I've been playing a ton. Like I've put so many freaking hours into it so far. It is is on Steam, but uh, it's they they cut out content on the Steam version, so I'm mm-hmm. just playing the the standard one. So what's it like? Uh, it has the strangest main character I've ever seen. That's weird. Usually you don't see the main character in a visual uh, novel. Have I opened a can of worms that I shouldn't have? <laughs> no, you just... You you hurt me. What do you mean? That I didn't actually mean scene. <laughs> like, it's oh. the, the, the weirdest... <laughs> I, I figured that much should be obvious. It's like, no, I didn't actually mean scene. <laughs> I thought that they were weird and actually like, no, like and they are the st- like they have the strangest personality and like okay. writing have... for them. Like it's good, it's amazing, but it's just so far removed from like any of like you know what you'd expect of a visual mm-hmm. novel, like the kind of just generic protagonist. It's like no, this guy is a total badass, oh. and he's like just the craziest guy, and like he just says whatever pops into his head, no matter how out of left field or insensitive it is. Like, he just says what he thinks, and half the time I can't figure out how he thinks of these things. Is it like <laughs> one of those games where it's like, like you have an option of like, say hello, um, smile, or do nothing, and like, say hello is like, What's up, you terrible person that I hate? No, like, all of the characters, they, they also do some very funny lampshading. Like, there's a girl who is, like, she's not a tsundere, but she's pretending, she's, she's, like, putting on an act to look like a tsundere, and she's really bad at it. So, like, okay. you, you hear her, like, rehearsing lines, and the first thing your character does, he's just, like, watching from, like, it, it's a couple minutes before class is supposed to start, so he sees this one, like, it's bo- or a ways before class is supposed to start, so there's just this one girl in here. And he's just seeing her, just speaking these lines out loud. First thing he does, whoosh, open the door. Is this the broadcasting club? And, like, the first thing the girl does in response, she's just, Because, like, he just what? slams the door open. And it's like, what? Who who does that? Like, that's the kind of stuff that they pull. But, no, it's got some amazing writing and fantastic characters. So, it's a, I believe on Steam it's called The Fruit of Grisaya. I think that's what it's called. But, uh, it, it, obviously the Steam version has some cut content and other stuff that they changed around, which I'm not a huge fan of, so I just play the, uh, the original version directly from the publisher. But that's not so much a video game, so... I mean, it counts. I mean, if we didn't count visual novels, like, that would cut out a lot of content from... That's true. Then, Don- well, Danganronpa would still work, because there's gameplay there. So, as for me, uh, I think you heard me mention it before, I've been playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky. I was interested in, like, looking at the story of the game. They're, it's a very, the Mystery Dungeon games are very narratively intensive in a way that a lot of Pokemon games are not. Yeah. So, I was, it would, and I kind of wanted to go through it again. I've played through the, through that, se- there's Pokemon Explorers of Time, Darkness, and Sky. Those are the three different versions. And I've played those games twice before i don't remember which one have you played any of the other games i've i've played um blue rescue team um Mm. before i think i played that one twice too um but i haven't played any of the ones past that 
but I was one of the reasons I was like it has been a while, and I was wondering if the the quality of the story was the quality that I remembered it because I remembered it being like pretty good, like six or seven out of ten, which is saying a lot for a Pokemon game. And so far, yeah, I've I've still been pretty into it. Uh, I think they do a good job of like setting things up and keeping the pace of the story sort of engaging and like they do twists pretty well and they like they do twists well because like they set up a precedent for the twist right so like they're they do like at the very beginning of the game they do like uh i mean like okay so like it's not a big spoiler that there's a character who isn't who they say they are in the game um that's i i I think like i've spoiled everything for you oh Um, but they, they think they do a good job by making it. There's a very short plot in the very early game where there's a character, a drowsy, and he's like, I'm going to help these kids find their thing. And then, like, you immediately find out that he's actually a criminal. And so, and but, like, they do, like, this really short version of the of the twist that's used later in the game so that when that twist comes, it doesn't feel like it's coming completely out of left field, even if it does surprise you. I remember I forgot about the twist the second time I played the game, and I was surprised by it again the second time, because I had forgotten, because the first time I was very young when I played. And, but it doesn't, it, you know, like, it's a balance of, oh, I didn't see that coming, but yeah, this works. This doesn't feel like a cheap, like, flip around. And I've been, like, now that I know what the twists are, I've been trying to read into it to to see like how the game has been approaching it and I think they've done they do a good job of like keeping character motivations like consistent with what the twist reveal is. Um I've also been getting back into Pokemon Showdown which is a mistake because it eats I've, up I've all I've heard of, of that time. but I can't remember what it is. It's the one. It's a online browser thing where you can do competitive Pokemon battle, and you can oh, like set well, up a I, team I, I or what I do. I could never get into. Comp- I want. I always wanted to get into competitive Pokemon, but no, it's just too much work. I do well. That's the thing, right? Like in Pokemon Showdown, you don't have to like train up the IVs or anything. You just pick the Pokemon that you want to do, well, and yeah, you set all of their strongest. That, so, well, there's also what I do a lot of the time too. Is you do randoms, which is where you're given a team of six random Pokemon with their levels sort of balanced to account for the different power levels of, like, legendary Pokemon. And they're, like, given sort of random movesets, but they're based on, like, the most common used movesets by, in, like, by people who actually make their own teams. Hmm. Um, And so you go from that, and you, you know, you're against another person with a random set of Pokemon. And then, so, like, over time, like, your skill... It's skill that will come up, but, like, in each individual match, you could end up with a team where it's just, like, there's literally nothing I can do. Like, this one person just has a Pokemon that is that has a type advantage and is faster than all of my other Pokemon, and there's just nothing so, I can do. So why do you think that getting back into it is a mistake? Because it eats up a lot of my time, and I get really oh. salty anytime someone messages in chat. Like, I'm fine just playing it, but as soon as someone says something... Then I just get super salty, and I need to stop. Yeah, doing I don't that. even need that to get salty. That's why I've, I've like kind of stopped playing competitive games. Is just because oh, I get way too salty. You know, it's a good way to uh, quell that. 
What? Just don't play games with anybody ever. <laughs> so that's why I said I don't play competitive <laughs> games anymore. I only play cooperative or I play single player. Um, other than that, I've been playing Stardew Valley multiplayer with my friend Dana a lot. It's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It's definitely gotten me back into the game and got me interested in the game in general a lot. So I'm glad that they did that. Um, and then on and off, just I'm not going to talk about this. I've been playing Hearthstone too a little bit just for fun. Mm. Um, it's interesting. I'm I like I'm at the lower tier of it, so I don't have to worry about like incredible deck optimization to the point that you would have to do once you get you know high enough where it's like oh there's three decks that you can use and those are the ones that work in the metagame um that was at least the case last time i kind of looked into it like more than a surface level it may have changed since then they may have put in updates to change things to make it better i don't know but at least now i just sort of like pick a bunch of cards that i like and just sort of go at it and it's fine um and so that's what i've been doing and I think with that, so thank you for listening to the Game Cola podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to check out our actual internet website, GameCola.net, where you can find the articles where these podcasts are uploaded, uh, other articles, you can find those E3 articles, other articles about games and uh, new releases and reviews and stuff like that. We also have our year-end uh, award show, which we do uh, six months after the year ends so that we can get a little extra time to play some of those uh, later games. <laughs> um, so look out for the uh, awards posts as well as the awards stream, the Christmas in July, Ho Ho Holiday, Live Cast Travaganza, etc., uh, stream that will be coming out I think later in July probably like mid-July uh, depending on ske everyone's schedules um, you can also check us out on our YouTube channel uh, gc.net the letter G the letter C the word dot the word net you can find uh, various playthroughs and video review series like um, James and uh, John have been doing their Danganronpa series that's going on right now I think there's still episodes of Valhalla coming out. There were last time I checked. Yeah. Somebody. Hmm? Somebody's editing them and has all of the footage. Well, I mean, I'm just surprised. You guys stopped recording. <laughs> you guys stopped recording that like a really long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah. We, thought, started, like, we, we only started recording yeah, like, that like uh, back in November. I didn't realize that there, that you had recorded so many episodes though. Well, it's, a, a it's not a short game. Like Dung it's and Rompa, I'm gonna t I'm telling you this, Dung and Rompa is probably gonna be lasting until the end of this year. Um, John also has a new uh video that will be out by the time this podcast goes up, so you can check that out. I think it's about Jurassic Park. So yeah. look for that. Also, check out uh twitch.tv slash gamecola for the for our live streams and also um, the year-end awards stream that will be coming out later in July. Uh, we'll probably if, stream more Stardew. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that I want to do. And social media. Um, uh, yeah, our social media. Uh, Anna? Hey, social media. Um, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Game Cola. Uh, come talk to us. Uh, ask us questions, especially if you want to ask us questions for the podcast. It kind of helps sometimes if we decide that we want to do a... Uh, podcast where we talk about questions um there's also uh the 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 hashtag uh gcrpg cast which is for our secret amount of playthrough which you can get which um, the three of us are on which hey. all three of us are on and it's uh run by uh the editor-in-chief of the website jetty um where we where the secret of mana characters 
and we are we're sort of playing through the story that he sort of set up for us in his own design of the RPG mechanic. So if you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or look for the podcast on the website, uh, you can follow our adventures on that, and you can tweet about us, tweet about that podcast using the hashtag GCRPGcast. Um, also, if you'd rather not have your questions available on the internet for everyone to see, you could email them to us at podcast.gamecola.net and we'll read out your questions and answer them. Speaking of which, uh, or Mama's a Boss, I know you have a question in the queue about, uh, the, the new robot person game, uh, Detroit, Becoming Detroit, Human. Detroit, Become Human. Um, and, and the guy, David, David Cage guy, um. David Cage. David, I know how to say David. I was a joke, though. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Diana really wanted to answer it, but she's in Japan right now, I think. By the time this comes out, she'll be in Japan, I think. I think she left, like, today. So, um, Yeah, something like that. So when she gets back, we'll we'll hit on that, because she really wanted to, to be part on the podcast where that's answered. So we have your question. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it. Um, thank you for writing. And if you want to write like MacBall, not MacBall. MacBall can also write. MacBall I talked to recently, and that's why uh, they're on my mind. Um, but if you want to be uh, on the podcast, I'll just also say Daniel Dugovic. You're cool. You comment on the Facebook page a lot, and you you, you are to on the videos. Facebook constantly. Yeah, Thank you, Daniel my dude. Dugovic. You're cool. Let's just let's just name Game Cola super fans. Um, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks. For, to you and also anyone else who listens to the Game Cold podcast, I might say your name if you tweet and <laughs> Facebook and email us. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I said all of the things. That was a little bit of a <laughs> that one was a little bit less of a straightforward housekeeping at the end there. But I think I got everything across. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cold podcast. Have a lovely time of day wherever it is that you're listening to this, and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. not like don't don't keep this in but i just want to actually add joe keep this cut out don't know like because uh cut out the bit where i tell you what where to get the the actual version of fruit of grisaiah well i mean i because i'm not sure we should be linking to that why let let me put it to you that uh, i i i'm not sure we should well is it not like a an official source no it's just very not safe for work oh Oh, the game is in Yes, the game the the reason the co- most of half about half of the content that they cut for the Steam version was because it's not safe for work. The other half is I don't know why they cut it, but half of it is just not safe for work. So actually, so just say you can get it on Steam. I mean, I could also just include a little disclaimer that says, "Hey, by the way, this game is very not safe for work, so if you're going to look into it, just be advised that there is a lot of not safe for work, and that's what's been cut out.